All right, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us again for another edition of What the Deuce, brought to you by Cracked Rackets. Got my co-host here again, Trey McCombs. What's up, Trey? How you doing? Pretty good, man. How you doing? Just uh, living the dream, you know? So, uh, how are things? They're going pretty well. Got a, new, got a little fresh tattoo. Carolina beat Duke last night, so... <laughs> Zion broke his leg. <laughs> yeah. He shouldn't be playing the rest of the season because he's going to lose out on millions of dollars if he does. But That's what he gets for not coming to Clemson. Yeah, or, you know, Carolina, so... Yeah. You know, <laughs> all right. So today's today's episode, we're going to uh, we had an interview with Petros Chrysohos. I think I said that right. Uh, yeah, that Petros was, Chrysohos. That was a great time. He's a cool dude. So uh, stay tuned for that later on in the episode. We'll go through baseline news today, and also uh, Brad has been a little lively on Twitter again. So we'll go tweets from Brad later on in this uh, in this episode as well, and then we'll get into st- some story time here at the end of the episode, as always. But, uh, I got a I got a good one for you on that one. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear about it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, let's start off with baseline news. So I don't know if you saw, but this guy Riley Opelka, he's an up and coming U.S. Uh, superstar basically in the game, and he stands at six foot eleven. He just won his first ATP title up in New York, and on route to his title through five rounds, he fired 156 total aces. Is that good? It's annoying, is what that is. I honestly, I think that if you counted the like all of the aces I had throughout practice and matches from, well, I mean, we could even go back to like sophomore year of high school. I don't think I hit that many. <laughs> And I, I mean, I had a pretty good serve, you know, I is 17. I was serving in like the mid one twenties, but like, I mean, that's just, I mean, it's absurd. He, okay. Get this first round, 24 aces, second round, 32 aces, third round, 14 aces. Come on, man. <laughs> Fourth round, 43 aces. And in the final, another 43 aces. Holy crap. What an asshole. I mean, 86 aces in two matches. I, I, that can't even be that fun. Like how boring is that, that point, tennis? He played Isner. Practice he played Isner this weekend. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. I mean, they could get close to breaking Isner and Mahout's eight uh, record for matches in a you know with two set match. Yeah. Thanks God for tiebreakers. Jesus. I mean. Good Lord. Oof. But like 156 total aces is just. That's mind-boggling. That's just, just got to be demoralizing. Like, there's no way I would ever go into a match and go, all right, this guy hit, you know, I'm playing really well. I got to the finals of a tournament, and the guy I'm playing hit 43 matches or 43 aces in his last match. <laughs> I just go, all right, well, like, there's no way he can do that again. And then he does it again. <laughs> and then he does just as well against me, and I'd, I'd have to – I'd probably just quit. I would quit. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> – I just, I, I'm never gonna do that. I'm so never, yeah, you play this. I see this guy in the draw again, and you're like, "Nah, I'm not doing this today." But I mean, God, I mean, what an asshole! Next tournament's starting up pretty soon for him. I mean, I just I can't imagine anyone's excited to play that guy right now, especially. I, like, I wonder how but. often he practices serves. I wonder if it's like a you know if he's spinning because I mean I know I couldn't hit serves more than like 30 minutes a day. But yeah. I'm also six feet tall and he's six eleven. So I mean, surely he just I mean, he could probably have as good a serve putting in less time than I do just because of how tall he is. But like, man. I mean, it's it's crazy too, cause he's athletic. Like, it's not like he can just serve too. Like, I don't know. I don't like how I don't like how the media portrays Isner as like not a great athlete and stuff. But like Yeah, I mean the guy had division one basketball offers. Right, and it wasn't even his main sport. And he only played tennis. Basketball, like it's it's gorgeous. He only practiced tennis like three times a week when he was young. Right, and he <laughs> still went. He played one at Georgia for like ever. So <laughs> I just uh, is a more athletic John Isner with just as good of a serve is it, yeah, it's probably good. better. <laughs> it's not good for the game. <laughs> yeah, it's just unattainable. You know, women always talk about the uh, unattainable body standards at supermodel set. He's he's bringing the same thing to the tennis game. So, oh my god. All right, next next on baseline news, Novak Djokovic, he just accepted an award for uh, I don't even know what the award was about. It was the like glorious man at the sportsman of the year or something. 
something like that. But he opened up that he opened up during his uh, presentation of the award, and it sounds like he was pretty close to quitting. Is what it sounded like in two thousand after two thousand seventeen. Yeah, I mean, you know, he had the dominant twenty sixteen. He had the elbow injury. Um, he was cheating on his wife like pretty <laughs> regularly. So I'm sure like his life was falling apart. But, you know, it goes back to to the voicemail we got on him pretty recently. And I, you know, I think that just solidifies even further based off of, you know, factless rumors that he was definitely cheating on his wife. Yeah. And Andy's pretty much ruined Andy, Andy Murray's career. You know, he broke his hip. So thanks. Thanks, Djokovic. He's the Tanya Harding to uh, to Andy Murray's hip. I don't know. I don't know if we can go that far, but yeah, we can. Yeah, he he was the Tanya Harding to to uh, Murray's hip. Let's go with that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, you you hate you hate to see anybody be at the top of their game and then have all the mental struggles doing that. But I have a feeling that a lot of it was you know not necessarily external sources. It was probably coming from a lot of the decisions he made. Yeah, I, that's fair to agree. Yeah, well, and I know, like, when I quit, it was mainly due to a lot of my personal decisions I'd made, so... All right, let's transition a uh, <laughs> nice, smooth segue into tweets from Brad. How you doing, everybody? I'm Brad Gilbert. And I still haven't figured out this game of tennis, and I've been involved in it for 50 years. It goes on. All right, so ITA Indoors just finished up. Ohio State won. Congrats to the Buckeyes. We might have somebody from there coming on here, so <laughs> I got to be nice. Um, but, yeah, so Ohio State cruised through their first couple rounds. Uh, they won 4-0 pretty handily. And Brad Gilbert tweeted after their, I think, third, second or third round win, 4-0, and just said, seems like they barley lose points ATM. That triggers me. I can't have gluten, and so I feel like he's taking a personal (laughs) stab at me. And you know what? For that matter, Djokovic, too. It's probably Brad Gilbert's fault that Djokovic wanted to quit (laughs) because of all the gluten intolerance that he was not not acknowledging. What? What? I mean, that's a pretty (laughs) common thing for him, though. Like the man can't spell. Either he can't spell, or he just like you would think he'd have someone in his life going, bro, you gotta like, he's tweeting on a phone. How do you mi- have all these misspellings? And yeah, you know, it's how, probably, how does autocorrect not correct that? Like, I, I mean, that's just, it's you know insulting. What? We need to create an app just for Brad Gilbert. That's like, maybe he, blo- <laughs> maybe he has like a breathalyzer attached to his phone. And every time <laughs> he blows into it, it's like, no, you can't. it like locks Twitter and locks his phone from any social media. So <laughs> that, that, or he just needs to hire a, publicist and just i mean he's he wrote a book that i had to read when i was young and didn't understand what it meant so <laughs> like clearly someone's had to edit his shit before so just ha- have them be like hey look i just need you to proofread all my tweets and then you push the button to send them like, i mean it shouldn't be that hard nah, like, come on brad we need to create this app this app well, needs I, to be developed uh, yeah. this could be a pretty good app actually <laughs> maybe we'll edit this out <laughs> we'll create this app where it locks your phone after you breathalyze yourself and find out that you can't you shouldn't be tweeting or using any social media at all yeah That's but then genius. we might run into a 40 year old virgin situation where the girl's like hey breathe in you haven't been drinking right he's like no i haven't had anything we'll breathe into this oh, you really haven't all right well cool judge told me i had to so thanks <laughs> Oh man! All right, here's here's another good one. So right when uh, Opelka was hitting nine thousand aces in his first round match, he he kept referencing Riley Opelka, and this is just lazy on his part. Young fella Opelka and big guy Opelka. No, big fella Opelka. Yeah, I mean, be consistent. And I know we're nitpicking, but come on, you're like you commentate on tennis. You should be able to pick a nickname and stick with it. You can't be calling. Anybody over the six like, three, he calls big fella. I mean, it's not like <laughs> he's Shaq you know, talking about the NBA, every, happens, where everyone is a big fella. Big fella, Opel, like that's lazy. Yeah, obviously lazy. he's big. He's six foot eleven, Brad. Thanks, but Brownich is big fella. You know, there are a lot of Isner's big, big fella. Karlovich is big fella. Hey, come on, come on, man. 
Jeez. So someone, I don't know, I think someone tweeted, I don't know who in their right mind would tweet at Brad Gilbert, but someone tweeted at Brad Gilbert a picture of beer prices, like at a, I think it was a hockey game. And he responded, I guess the, the beer prices were considerably high, which if you've gone to any sporting event in the modern era, you realize that I don't think it's news to anybody that beer prices are high at sporting events. Well, especially hockey. It's, they they got to find some way to make money. Right. And all those people do is drink, I think. If you go to a hockey game, yeah. you're, you're like what halfway else you, to, you know, being an alcoholic to begin with. But but I, I and don't get me wrong, I love hockey. Hockey's awesome. I love it. It's the only sport where you can just like drop your gloves and fight. So But I'm also a borderline alcoholic, so There you go. It makes sense. Crime fits the punishment. <laughs> but so he, he found this he found the prices and he responded to that person and said that should be a findable offense. Like F I N D with a D. Yep. Findable. I mean I think they found it. <laughs> they didn't find they, it. You know? Maybe maybe he's not even trying to like you know, I'm giving him too much credit. Maybe but he's maybe a he's not even yeah, maybe he's just being like, That should be a findable offense and you found it, sir. Like, <laughs> come on now. Come on, BG. Findable. I wonder if he's like turned off autocorrect on his phone. Is that I even a so. is that a function? Yeah, I mean I I tried it for a little bit. And you realized that you can't spell it. <laughs> I hinted it well, you know, I did okay, but then I realized like, oh, what is <laughs> Wow, is that that's not suggestion? But uh, after you fired that off at two thirty in the morning on a Friday night in college, well, it was a you know it was a ten a.m. on Saturday, but <laughs> same, same situation. Same situation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brad, keep tweeting it's content for us. You want to get into this interview with a uh, their good? I, I think good friend. Now we can we can call Petros yeah. a good friend. We're best friends. Yeah, our best friend Petros Chrysokos. No, Chrysohos. Yes. Sorry, Petros, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I don't know. Maybe me and him might be best friends. I don't know about you. It sounds like you got a ways to go. (laughs) Sorry, I've been reading too many of Brad's tweets. (laughs) All right, so let's get into that interview now with uh, our best friend, Petros. Got Petros Chrysohos with us uh, from Wake Forest, NCAA champion, and uh, we thank you for joining What the Deuce tonight. So, what's up, Petros? Yeah, for sure. Hi, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So, uh, season started and came up just short in that ITA indoors, but uh, you know, off to a good start. Sounds like, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh... I'm happy to be playing uh, in my last season, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty healthy and I uh, can't complain about that. Um, we had a good run in the ITA National Indoors. Unfortunately, couldn't get the win like last year. But uh, credits to Ohio State. They um, played a good – they had a good weekend overall. Um, and uh, I'm sure we'll meet them again in the future. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that's – Hopefully y'all can get a little bit of payback in the future, it sounds like. so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think uh, in my uh, – college record i think they're winning 2-1 i think we lost to them in the, my freshman year i lost the clinching match actually to torp uh torp grad and then um we beat them in the nsa finals so that was one all and now we lost to them again so i'm i'm, I'm 2-1 down right now so i want to get uh i want to get a revenge before i uh graduate hopefully but we'll see what happens <laughs> Is that uh so if y'all play them again, it'd have to be an NCAA tournament, huh? Um, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, um, you know, out of conference matches are pretty pretty hard to schedule. I mean, um, right. our our schedule is already busy with conference matches in in the ACC. Uh, we have a bunch uh, we have a bunch of uh, out of conference matches um, in Florida, and don't really know where exactly where, where else exactly, but. Florida is one of them, and uh, it's pretty tough to play, you know, a team like Ohio State uh, during the season. I mean, um, they have to deal with their conference as well. And uh, right now, pretty much the only time that we can play them is, uh, as you said, NCAA at some point. Uh, just meet them in the finals there. I'm sure that'd be okay with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be that would be ideal if I if we can play them in the finals. Um, you know, kind of a another rematch and a and a replay of last year's NCAs. Uh, we were fortunate enough to play uh, play at home and host the NCAs at home, which was amazing. But yeah, playing in Florida against uh, I can't complain again. Uh, beautiful, uh, beautiful um, facilities there, and they have a bunch of courts. So 
you know, definitely we're not going to run out of courts when we need practice, I think. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, let's start off with some questions here. When did you start playing and how did you kind of get into tennis? Yeah, um, I was kind of uh, coming from a sports family in a way. My dad used to play professional basketball um, in Cyprus. So um, I started off playing a bunch of sports like soccer and judo and I used to swim and cycling and uh, trying to remember any other ones but these are pretty much the uh, main ones I did and then um, I remember one day I was uh, I was driving with my mom and it was it was the same time when I quit judo after uh, many many years and uh, I, I was looking for a different sport to play and then I remember driving right next to the tennis courts and I told my mom hey Hey mom, I've, I've never tried tennis. How about I try tennis for fun and see what happens? Um, and that was when I was nine years old. And I guess the rest is history. But um, uh, I started playing when I was nine. And then, I, you know, I started with once a week, twice a week. You know, it was pretty chill. And then my coach kind of liked me and I liked him. And I obviously liked tennis. And from once a week, it became three, four, five times a week. And then you know, when I got to 12, 13 years old, uh, I played some tournaments locally. And then uh, 14, 15, 16, I used to play some tennis Europe tournaments under 16s in Europe. And then um, moved on to the ITFs, which which are much harder than the tennis Europe ones. And then had a, had a bunch of success there and then moved on to futures and then <laughs> and then college. And, you know, it goes on, it goes on. So now we're here. So nice so you that's did, how i started nice so you did judo for a while so you could probably kick the <laughs> out of us huh? I, well i so the thing <laughs> is with judo i used to do judo uh for many years and then you know when you're when you're young uh, you want to break you want to break it you want to kick and you want to punch <laughs> and judo is nothing about that it's about grappling and taking the opponent down and making him quit uh and i had all these friends right uh, that they used to uh, go boxing and kickboxing and Muay Thai and they used to beat the shit out of people and I was just sitting there <laughs> trying to take them down and I was like, oh, crap, this is boring. I want to quit. So that that was uh, that was one of the reasons I quit because it was boring. But I guess it, it, it helped me a lot. It, there's a lot of discipline involved and, uh, you know, a lot of concentration and focus. And I think it translates a lot um, to my tennis right now. Yeah, that's actually pretty interesting because I've always felt that one of the most similar sports to tennis that I've ever followed was boxing. Just because of the strategy, you're finding, trying to find the other person's weakness, use your strength against their weakness. So it's really interesting. I never thought about like judo or other, you know, martial art type. Definitely. I think, uh, well, you know, all sports in a way need some kind of discipline, but especially the, uh, especially combat sports where there's a lot of contact involved you you need to be you need to be very disciplined i mean you're, you're actually i mean even football you you're putting your life on the line those guys if they tackle you you're gonna get you know multiple concussions and pretty much you might die one day you never know right um, <laughs> yeah. so you, you if you're not disciplined maybe it's not for you um so going from that from that contact sport right to tennis which is a totally different sport but there's many things you can apply from judo to tennis um but I, I see tennis kind of like a kind of like a chess game right um tr trying to find gaps and trying to find tactics and, and expose your opponent and find weaknesses but um i don't know I, I just fell in love with tennis uh much more than i fell in love with other sports um that's why i stick with it nice, nice. that's awesome so uh yeah with the college recruiting process how'd you pick wake and were you looking at other schools or <laughs> yeah so when i was I mean, I can't remember exactly. I think I was 16, 17. You know, that's that's the age. Uh, if you have a if you have an ITF ranking, at least. I mean, I don't know if things change because I'm a bit old now. <laughs> I'm like 22, 23. So um, when I was 16, 17, I was getting a bunch of emails and messages on Facebook from different coaches saying the same thing. Hi, my name is this, this, and that, and I'm a head coach or I'm an assistant coach here. Uh, we would love to offer you this and that. Um, and, you know, I, I cared. I didn't care at all about college tennis. I didn't, even, I didn't even know what it was, to be honest, at the moment, at that moment in time. So I didn't pay attention to it. Um, and then 
I remember at one point I got an email from uh, Tony Bresky, uh, which uh, he's the head, he's my head coach right now, saying he would like to visit me in Cyprus uh, and meet my parents. And I'm like, whoa, this is uh, <laughs> this is weird, right? Uh, I, this is weird. I mean, who wants to who wants to travel from the U.S. to Cyprus to meet a to meet a kid? that just plays tennis, right? Something, there must be something there, I guess. So Tony arrives, he meets my parents, and um, I remember at, the, uh, at that moment, I was playing a bunch of futures in Cyprus, and I had some good results. I think I won one of them, and I, I made the finals of the other and quarters of the other. So that was a pretty successful uh, three weeks, and he was happy with, you know, with what he saw. And then we just kept, we kept in touch. And then next thing I know, I can't remember exactly uh, how much later his assistant coach, Jeremy Feldman at the time, he also came to visit and I'm like, what is going on? Like these guys, <laughs> they, they, they want me, they want me a lot. So I figured it was, I was, I was 17, 18 at the time, I think, or 18. Um, and I was, I was contemplating, do I go professional or do I go to college? But since Wake Forest was the only school that showed me so much interest, it was, it was either going pro or going to Wake. Um, I didn't have any other schools in mind. I didn't care any other about any other schools because they showed, you know, the most interest, as I said. So it was pretty. It was pretty. It was an easy choice for me because I, I knew nothing else. I mean, they both came to meet me and my parents, and uh, I figured if I do commit to a college, it's gonna be the one that, you know, the the coaches care the most about me. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that makes sense to me. I'm sure it didn't hurt that you live in you lived in Cyprus, though. I'm sure they weren't going. Oh, fuck, I got to go to Cyprus now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, you know, just to put it in perspective, I mean, these recruiting trips, you know, they definitely sound fun, but they travel more. They, you know, they spend more time on the plane and traveling than the actual like spending time with you. I mean, I think Tony traveled for like so many hours just to come and see me for a day, a day or two. So, um, and then he has to go back. So uh, I think, I think that's pretty much a grind more than it is, uh, you know, to enjoy the, uh, the country, but definitely you'd rather go to Cyprus and an island in the Mediterranean sea uh, <laughs> other than like China. I don't even know, like some yeah. country like <laughs> further away from, you know, the end of the world so i'm sure he didn't complain about the destination but uh i'm sure these trips are not that easy for them yeah i guess that's true i never really thought about it i've never had to go and do it yeah it's also the stops. jet lag the jet lag is <laughs> yeah. also evolved right so um they have you know especially from the u.s anywhere you go you in europe at least and anywhere else you, you'll be uh you'll be pretty um pretty jet lagged what's yeah. the uh what's the time difference um, so in Cyprus is seven hours, uh, forward. So right now it's like Jesus. three, four AM there. Oh, yeah. That would suck. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that Christmas break is always fun to come back and have like no sleep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I find it easier when I come from Cyprus, when I, when I'm traveling from Cyprus to the U S I find it much easier to uh, uh, adjust than when I go from the U S to Cyprus. Uh, I don't know why it's just so much harder because I, I, I can't sleep at night when I go back home. No, that makes sense. That's got to be tough. Yeah. All right. So what has been your favorite college tennis moment so far? Ooh. So, yeah, I, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, I would like to say, you know, most people would go, it's definitely the NCAA team, team tournament, right? Uh, which I do think it's up there. It's definitely up there. Um, cause that's, that was, a that was a college dream for me to win the national championship, you know, and, and share the, uh, those moments with, with my teammates. But I, I will put the ACC, the first ACC title tournament, um, uh, that Wake Forest won, uh, in the first place, I would have to put it up there just because, you know, when I came in, uh, the people that, um, I met and the, and the, you know, the friends I made and the teammates I had, as soon as I came in were some of the best people I know, uh, until this day, not to say that the ones I am with today are not good people. Um, it's just, those were the people that, you know, kind of welcomed me and accepted me in the team. And we kind of, you know, started, started putting the bar high with them and knowing how much tougher it was on them when they came in as freshmen you know, three, four years ago, before I even joined, the team was like, I don't even know what they were ranked. They were 50, 60, maybe 40. So to see, to see how much happiness they gained and, and how much progress they've had and the fact that I helped them 
win, you know, their first ACC tournament title. And plus the match was seven, six in the third clinching match on court six. Oof. I think Dennis Spensky clinched that. So <laughs> I think that just makes it a little bit, a little bit sweeter. Plus it was against UVA, uh, which is one of the, if not the biggest, one of the biggest oh, rivals yeah. of Wake Forest. Um, so it's just the whole thing. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, say that the national championship was not a, a great moment uh, in my coach career, of course, but uh, I'm going to have to put the ACC tournament title at number one and then probably the NCAA team tournament uh, second. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. You know, me being at Clemson, I think we lost in like the first or second round of the ACC tournament. And I checked Twitter and I think you guys had won. So that, that was a pretty cool thing. Um, yeah, most of my, yeah, most yeah, of checking definitely. in on Wake was like in the NCAA tournament. I was just like chilling at home on the beach. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the NCAA, I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a fun season in, as a whole last year. You know, definitely winning makes it uh, a little bit better. I can't complain for that, but uh, there was a lot of, um, you know, a lot of things had to come together for us to win. I know we were favorites all season because we were number one and all this and that, but I don't think people realize how close some of the matches were. I mean, there's a there's such a fine line between losing and winning, um, and I think people just underestimate how much work and how many things again have to come together for us just to, just to win a, just to win a game, not even a tournament, right? Right. No, for sure. Oh, yeah. Mark, I was I was just happy to get to the second round of the Conference USA tournament, much less the NCAA's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, who did who did Clemson lose to in that in, in that year? Do you remember? Who did we lose to? Who did you guys lose to? How long do you have? Yeah. Like, we lost so many matches. Uh, you mean the ACC tournament? Or? No, in NCAA's. 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 We went undefeated because we didn't get into the NCAA tournament. Um, oh, wow. Okay. My bad. <laughs> no, no, man. Talk this Talk this Got the title. You can talk to the ACC players. Yeah, you're wearing, you that, no, you're wearing yeah, that nice yeah. belt right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Oh, man. No, we. I was literally watching you guys on like a live a live stream from my laptop, I think. <laughs> But uh, hey, man, you know what? I, I I would rather watch that match on on my live stream too because it was much more stressful <laughs> watching it live. Trust me. Oh, I bet. I can only imagine. All right, you yeah. ready for some? Uh, get into the ridiculous part of this interview, or? Yeah, man, hit me up. Hit me up. All right, let's do it. All right, we want to know. Trey's a cat person. I'm a dog person. You are you a cat or a dog guy? Dog, dog, dog. Yes, my man. For sure. I have a dog. I have a dog for like 16, 17 years now. So. Oh wow. Um, and no, I'm I'm a, I'm a cat guy too, but I I would just put dogs, um, the, the you know, for the superior species. I don't know. I just like them way more. <laughs> no, I like that. Superior, no, it's fair. Superior for it's sure. Fair. Perfectly understandable. All right, so we got some would you rather's. Um, would you rather, given your current situation, have a giraffe neck or an elephant trunk on your face? Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> That's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, could I, like, could I, uh, like, the, like, the elephant, was it, a, what is it, a nose? Yeah, yeah, that's the, yeah, the like long the, nose. Long, the long thing off your face. Do I have, like, uh, do I have better, you know, sense of smell with it, or just everything the same? I just look like, no, I no. just look like I have an no, elephant I, nose. Let's assume I, you do. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you got a better sense of smell. You got the extra limb of, you know, being able to pick stuff. I'll up. take, I'll take, I'll take an, I'll, I'll take an elephant nose so I can slap the <laughs> out of people from far away. Nice. Oh, yes, that. that's a great answer. Nice. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. All right. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so another good one. Would you rather have to eat the same food every day, or get rid of all social media for the rest of your life? Have to, I, I will have to eat the same food every day, and I'm going with Chipotle as well because I can oh. do that. All right, what do you get at Chipotle? Yeah, let's hear the bowl okay, order. Okay, so it's the same. It's in the same order since day one in the USA. Okay, so it's the same exact order, plus or minus like some minor shit, but like it's you know the order is about the same. Right. So it's a bowl. Okay. Um, double brown rice. Ooh. Okay. Chicken. All right. In the meantime, I'm getting a tortilla on the side, so it just no, bread, just warm it. That's a great move. More food. Okay. Then I go, I go no beans. Ooh. Um, and then I go mild corn sour cream. Um, I get double guag. Wow. And then I get, you know, do you know what those salad dressings are? Oh, they, yeah, the, yeah, the vinaigrette. vinaigrette. Yes, that's the greatest. Yes, you know, those sauce are, in those the history really of the good. USA. Like that's, I'm just putting it out there. 
and I get two of those. So one of them goes on the, in the bowl, and then the other one I use it to, um, you know, dip in the tortilla. Big sauce oh, guy. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and that's my Chipotle. That's my Chipotle experience for like the past three and a half years, right there. Damn, that's a that's a solid order. I I can definitely respect the Chipotle order. I've actually had Chipotle four times this week. So. Oh yeah, yeah. it's it's incredible. I mean, during the NCAAs, we would eat that all every day. <laughs> oh. Did you do the, uh, what, after that E. coli breakout, I think in 2017, did you do the rewards where you, if you went like 36 times in three months, you got like $200 worth of free catering? I definitely did that. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, man, they ended up. Can't uh, miss, I can't skip those opportunities, man. I can't no, skip those. It's a, you know, it's a golden chance. You got to take advantage of it. I ended up having one of the, I used to go in and flirt with all the girls that worked there and they'd always end up giving me like at least one or two free bowls a week. So man, that's exactly. a great answer. I mean, I mean, we don't have Chipotle in Cyprus, so I gotta, I gotta make the best of it right now. <laughs> hey, maybe nice. that's, maybe that's in your future. Maybe you open up a Chipotle in Cyprus. You know what? I was thinking about it and I will let you know if I do. Nice. <laughs> you think it work over there? Um, I don't know. I don't know. We got some, some pretty good, you know, Greek places to Vlaki yeah. and Euros and Pizza Euros and Zantiki and all that kind of stuff. So, and that's pretty fast. It's like, you know, you order it, you get it in the next two minutes. Um, I yeah. don't know about Mex like fast food, Mexican food, you know, <laughs> and I, I, we just don't have that many Mexicans. I gotta, I gotta tell you, we, I don't know if, if, if American, if, uh, people from Cyprus actually like Mexican food, we have the Mexican restaurants we have are more like, you know, you sit down and you order and it takes time, that kind of thing. But I don't know about a fast food Mexican. I don't know about that. That's a fair I'll do some uh, customer discovery and I'll let you know. That's All a fair right, take. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we... we'll get you back in a year and we'll, we'll see what you find <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> do enough. some extensive research for us, please. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's a would you rather. Would you rather meet your great, great grandchildren in the future or meet your great, great grandparents and go back in time? I will meet my great, great uh, grandparents for sure. Um, I think my, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I just want to know, you know, what they were doing. I mean, I hear stories about them, you know, so right now I don't know, you know, how my grandchildren are going to turn out. Um, I hope they're not up in the head, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, 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 you know, my grandparents, cause you know, I want to see if my parents are close to my grandparents and if they're, you know, same kind of characters and stuff like that. But I'm not interested in my grandchildren, you know. No, you don't want to go fly. <laughs> I, might, I, might, I, might, I might not have some, you know, you never know. They, so yeah, I do have that's my great-grandparents, so I want to meet them at least. Yeah, those are guaranteed. Those great-grandchildren yeah. aren't guaranteed, yeah. I guess. Huh? The, the great-grandchildren exactly. puts a lot of pressure on you, you know. So. A, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's good stuff. All right, you want to go last one? Last one yeah, you'd rather hear? All right, let's do it. Would you rather have to live your life always feeling like you need to sneeze or always feel like you have a rock in your shoe? Um, <laughs> like, like even if I play tennis, I'm going to feel like yeah, I have a rock like in my shoe? Yeah, just like at all times. Like, even if you wear sandals, you feel no, like you no, have no, a rock no. in your I'd shoe. Rather, I'd rather sneeze. Oh, no. I strongly and, and then, disagree. And then man. I would never, and then, are you implying that I would never sneeze? No, you would never sneeze. You just have to feel like you have to sneeze all the time. Uh, I'll take the never sneeze because like rock in my shoe just pisses me off so much. <laughs> plus, yeah. plus, I'm gonna have to like play tennis and run because I do run a lot. So like that's not gonna help my tennis. But I guess not being like about to sneeze doesn't help either. But I can probably I can compete with that. I wonder yeah, what the I stipulation mean, is with the sneeze because you can't just walk around feeling like you constantly have to sneeze. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it depends. I don't know. It depends who you ask, I guess. I mean, I, I heard another would you rather good one. Um, and then it was something like, would you rather fly 100 miles an hour anywhere you go and never use any form of transportation ever? Ooh. Oh, that's easy. So fly. I would fly. So, Hands down fly. Yeah, but so the, I know I, I can see why you're saying that. I mean, you can go to like LA and like, no, you can fly to London in like right. an hour. I don't even, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you, you never experienced a plane, a car, a bicycle, um, Uber, like, I, I don't know. I can see, I can see why you said yes. I can see, no, nothing, zero. You can't oh, even so walk. You, walk. Oh, you can't walk. You have to, you can't even walk. You have to fly. Like if you want to go from, from like 
I don't know, your house to the neighbors, you got to fly. I mean, you got to be there fast, but you can enjoy walking. You know what so I mean? Like, you lose any form of transportation. If you're like in a you Chipotle fly line. 100 miles an hour. If you're in a Chipotle line and you have to move up, you just like hover until like you're next in line in Chipotle? Yes. You can walk. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I don't know. That, that so is you want to fly? Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd hover but, around but everywhere. The, the, upside, the upside is, you 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 can i don't know go to like las vegas and gamble once a day because you're going to be there in like yeah. an hour <laughs> yeah that's, Damn, true. that's a tough one i don't yeah. know but at the same so, time i really do love walking exactly but, so you got to give a lot uh, you got to give a lot up to to take that but i mean i was just interesting because it took me off guard when they asked me and i said like i'll definitely fly and then i figured i'm losing anything else I guess you'd get really fat, like walking though. and running, and what's that? You get like out of shape and fat, probably too, though. Like you wouldn't be able to exactly. really exercise. You gotta think about that, yeah. But but you can fly. I don't know. You can go to China for a day and come back. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's a good one. That's I'll a good a, one. I'll I like, be obese and fly. I'll do that. I like you interviewing us. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was just I was. I've been thinking about this. Would you rather for like uh, you know months now? So. Oh, I don't know. That's awesome. <laughs> we'll have to ask the next guest yeah. this too. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. That that's gonna be a staple. I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. I, I add that. Would you rather in your in your next interview for sure? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, yeah. So Trey, do you have another? Would you rather here? Or? No, no, no. I don't have another. I was just gonna go to the next question. Yeah, go for it. So, if you had to pick one artist or one band that you could only listen to for the rest of your life, who would it be? If I could pick one band or one artist, oh my God. Um, you know, it's like you're asking me what's my favorite movie of all time, and it's just not a single one I can pinpoint down. Um, well, what is your favorite movie of all time? Just to add more pressure to you. Uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption. I'm going to have to go with that oh, one. Fucking banger. Um, Great and then, That's a good and one. And then it's, a, it's either Shawshank Redemption or Use Your Suspect. Um, okay. Okay. Nice. Don't know which one is first, but um, I don't know. I've had an artist. Listen, I'm a huge fan of like Ed Sheeran. I obviously okay. love uh, the Queen and Freddie Mercury. Um, Solid. Take. I really like Sam Smith. Uh, don't kill me, but I'm a huge Justin Bieber fan. I think the guy's a stud. <laughs> um, no, his his last few albums were were good, man. They were way better than the early stuff. Yeah, you know, fair enough, fair enough. I give you that. He's he's more. Um, I don't know. He he appeals to many way many more people now. I guess, but yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go with Ed Sheeran. Okay, I That's like that man. Call. The singer songwriter for the rest of my life. Yeah, he's got a little bit of everything. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And probably, you know, never know one day at my wedding, I'll be also listening to Ed Sheeran. So that works as well. That works yeah. fine. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. He's got a song for pretty much any situation you need. So well, that's a solid answer. I know. Fair enough. I mean, well, what would you say? Oof. God, the table's turned again on us. Jeez. I'd go, I'd go Frank Ocean. Wow. Oof. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I would, yeah. I've been, because. If I think of one person that I've listened to or one band that I've listened to usually at least once a week since senior year of high school, I've thrown Channel Orange in. Then when Blonde came out, I listened to that. I mean, I listened to that album once a week. Endless. So I'd go, I'd go Frank Ocean. That's that's an easy one for me. Okay, solid, solid. Damn. How about you, Christian? That's good. Oh, geez. I don't know. I'd have to, I don't know. I'd probably have to go with Black Keys. See, or... It's tough. Black Keys or Queen, probably for me. I mean, I think I could listen to Queen on every single day of the week. So, um, all right, Freddie Mercury. You know, I can't, I can't not listen to that all the time. They go, right? They go, they go, right? Yes, fair. So, I'd, I'd probably go with Queen. Nice, nice, man. Good. That's a good one. I like that. That's a good question. All right. So, uh, after college tennis, I'm assuming uh, some professional tennis is in your uh, in your future. What's what's next? Definitely, definitely. That's uh, that's the plan I have in mind. I mean, I you know don't know if uh, the plan is going to work out exactly as I planned it, but uh, the plan is to go play professional for as long as I can. Um, I got to go back home and figure out some visa stuff that um, you know I need to take care of, and then uh, hopefully come back and uh, uh, grind out the professional path. <laughs> and see where that takes me but um I, I i don't know i'll just focus and you know enjoying enjoying the process and the journey and and you know travel to all these places and meet all these new people and and get back to it because i i used to play professional before i joined college for a little bit um so i i kind of know what's what's out there but 
Um, now they also changed the system and they have a transition tour and a, a professional tour. Uh, I don't even know. They think they're, they're, they know what they're doing anyway, but uh, <laughs> I'll give that professional path a go and, and see where it takes me. Would you, uh, would you stay in the U S or go back to go back to Europe? Um, uh, that's the plan. I would, I would love to stay in the U S. Um, this is where, you know, this is where it, there's Chipotle. Most of the people that I trust. Exactly. That's like, 30% of the reason that I want to stay here is like Chipotle. Um, no, nah, I'm kidding. My, 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 my coach that I started tennis with and till this day, he's my coach. He's back home in Cyprus. Um, he has his own tennis academy. And obviously I have co- coach Tony Bresky here. Um, but I would love, I would love, um, you know, for me to stay in the U.S. and, uh, you know, have my base here in a way. Um, doesn't mean I'm not going to travel outside the U.S., but uh, I would love for right. my base to be here. Um, don't know exactly where that would be. You know, it could be in Winston-Salem, could be in Florida, could be in California. I don't know yet. Um, that I'm going to have to figure out, but, um, yeah, I, I would love, I would love to, uh, be, uh, based in the U S that's for sure. Nice, nice man. That's awesome. Well, good luck uh, with it, man. It yeah, sounds... good luck with everything. And we appreciate you uh, taking the time for, uh, this interview. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, if you, if you need a, if you need another one of these interviews, man, let me know. I, I can be a little bit more ready with uh, some would you rather questions for you too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll keep it in mind. We'll uh, we'll we'll definitely try and get you back. Yeah, who knows? All right, we man. Thanks a, a lot. Appreciate, appreciate to... both of you. Appreciate you. Yeah, uh, of man. course, man. Thanks, Petrus. Thank you. Bye, bye. Have a good one. See it. All right. Thank you to our best friend, Petros. Uh, and good luck for the uh, the rest of this year. Man, what a, what a great interview there. I loved having all the uh, all the questions turned on us. I wasn't prepared for it, but I'm here for it. So no, we uh, how the turntables. Yes, Jeez. how the turntables. How indeed. the turntables here at uh, what the deuce. But uh, yeah, good luck the rest of this year, man. And uh, we hope that uh, we hope we can get you back on here. Maybe interview uh, throw a few more would you rather's at us. Maybe we can get him here to co-host a show. Maybe yeah. I'm sure you'll have to replace me here in a few episodes. So, <laughs> all right. So let's get into uh, what we want to go into story time now. Yeah, I got a uh, I got a pretty interesting question for you. All right. So you know, we both you you put your four years in of college tennis. I had my three. What was your you know, and this could be a best depending on how you want to look at it in terms of improvement. But what was your worst experience with conditioning with the yeah. team? Definitely not a. There was no best conditioning with the team. So, <laughs> well, that oh was that was God. the only thing I was good at. So I had to take a lot of highlights from there. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Oh my God. We had morning madness the first couple of weeks at Clemson, and that was like we woke up at the crack of dawn in the middle. Like we just got to campus, we were all excited. And then we had conditioning straight for like two weeks. I don't even know if we hit a tennis ball. Oh my God, it was miserable. We had a three mile test. We had 400s, we had 200s, we had 800s. We had uh, a two mile test. We had a, we had these these hills we ran out, the dikes at Clemson, those were miserable. We ran the stadium. And I think I puked at every single one of those those two weeks for four years. Ooh, I mean, I, I, I threw up every single time we had conditioning just because you know, I felt like if I wasn't, if I wasn't throwing up, I hadn't pushed myself hard enough, which is probably why my body's falling apart now. But I have, I have the lungs of a hamster and that's why (laughs) I was throwing up every single second of the day. But I think the worst, the worst one was, oh yeah, this has to be hands down worse. So for some reason, the day before, I don't think they told us we were running at the track this day, but the day before there, there's this one restaurant in Clemson that has all you can eat sushi. So it's like all you can eat sushi for like $14. So we went every single every I think it was like Monday. We went every single Monday to this place and we would just eat like boats. I mean, I think I ate like 64 pieces of sushi the day before this casual. And then the next day we had 6 a.m. running naturally. I ran one 400 and just puked rice for days. It was the it was the most Asian thing I could have puked. <laughs> You're feeding into the stereotype. <laughs> yeah, I was like just hurling rice. And oh. I don't think I even got to the trash can enough. I obviously didn't chew my food the way I should have. <laughs> it, it just came out rice. Oh. And what 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 did you do? What was what did you have to run? So it was 
I mean, I ran like one lap, so I don't, I didn't come close to finishing it. So it was, it was, we were on the track and it was like, I think it was, Hey, we're going to run eight, four hundreds. So one full lap around the track, eight times. And our time was like a minute and 15 seconds. Like, I remember that. Cause I, when I came to visit, I had to go practice that with you guys. Cause I was just like, Oh, well I'll, I'll do your conditioning and get ready that's for my right. college. You did come do this with us. I forgot about this completely. Yeah. But I did it. I did it before. So, Oh man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just uh. me, my Nikes on my feet, <laughs> a stomach full of sushi. And then soon after man. a not full stomach full of sushi. Oh. But that was, that was probably the worst that was probably the worst day at the track and conditioning for me during my four years. So Jesus. What about you? That's Did you brutal. have like a particular one? Yeah, it was probably my freshman year, um, which I think makes a lot of sense because, you know, you walk in, you're like, oh, I'm in pretty good shape. You know, I, I always ran. <laughs> I ran occasionally in the neighborhood. I'm in great shape. <laughs> well, and, you know, and I, you know, I used to run like two to three miles every night um leading up to it because like oh well, i need to be in shape um but we had our we had a new grad assistant who was in charge of conditioning and i'm pretty sure i had come in talking some <laughs> like oh i'm like i'm ready for this condition i've been training for it like <laughs> let's go first day 6 30 in the morning uh running around the basketball stadium um which is all concrete on the concourse we ran which was That's good great for your for legs. yeah yeah um, we ran 15 laps, which ended up being a little over two miles. Uh, we had 40 seconds to run each lap. So Ugh. we did that and I was like, that was tough, man. I'm done. Like, <laughs> I'm glad I made it through. And then we had four minutes of wall sits, um, immediately after two, a uh, minute on 30 seconds off minute on 30 seconds off. And then I was like, Ooh, I'm dying. <laughs> I am done. Then we had, you know, some core work. So we did another like six minutes of planks. Ugh. And then I was like, oh, thank God that's over. Um, I'm ready to go home and take a nap. And then <laughs> we had to run the stadium. We had to run the stairs, which is, you know, 27 sets of 52 stairs. And we had to do it twice oh and both times had to be under 13. Well, no, they didn't have to be under 13 minutes. That was the goal. I think the first one I finished in like 15 minutes and I just <laughs> I w immediately went to Yak City. Um, <laughs> it was, oh, I was dying after the first one. We had a, uh, you know, you five there, I, was the mayor, I was the mayor of Yak City. <laughs> if you, if you just yeah. visited, God, man. So we had the first one, we did that. And then we had like a little five minute break where we had to walk a couple laps just to kind of cool down. And then our coach was like, how you feeling? And I'm like, man, I'm dead. He's like, all right, we'll go do it again. So we had to run another <laughs> fucking lap at stadiums. And I, I mean, honestly, I finished that one in like 20 minutes. <laughs> and I, I literally could not walk. The training room was across the street. And we had to walk down. Uh, we had to walk down more stairs to get there. And I literally like had to just sit on the at the concourse for like ten minutes just to get the energy to walk down the <laughs> stairs, walk over and get an ice bath. And even uh, then, man, I I was sore for like three weeks just from that. I can, I that, can believe that. I you stairs know I will do it, man. Stairs are the worst. They were so bad, and that was. You know, people always gave me because the first week of, you know, within the first two weeks of practice, I, I sprained my MCL. <laughs> and I'm like, well, f***ing duh. Like, touch, on the, touch on the doll where tennis hurt you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, it was it was brutal. We never had a single conditioning as hard as that one because I think all of us were like, Moser, if you ever make us do any like that again, we're all going to quit. <laughs> it was truly it was insulting how hard that was i can believe it but it's oh, oh man we ran we ran the lower bowl at clemson multiple times mm. and it's not a small place like you, you've seen oh. the stadium it's a it's a pretty big place so we ran that bowl and i think our time was like 19 minutes we had to make it in and that's like flying yeah and for some reason it was the only thing that i could do properly 
when it came to conditioning. So I always made that time, puked, but I made the time. Um, and it was just like, oh, remind me to circle back to this. But we we just like, we finished that. And then the next day, I couldn't walk properly. Like, my my calves didn't work anymore. My which legs... is which is truly shocking because you have <laughs> sacks on the back of your calves. <laughs> they just didn't work anymore. And I remember being at the academic support center and walking up the stairs, like crying every every single step that I took. <laughs> and then on the way down after like a tutoring session, I literally fell down the stairs. Yeah, I mean, I fell down the stairs and like almost if I weighed more than like 130 pounds my freshman year, I would have gone flying through the wall. Like, I crashed and burned after that. But circling back to the last day, I won't throw his name out. I'll keep his anonymity intact. But we were running, and, like, halfway through, he just stops and then sprints out of the stadium. And we're like, that's weird. Where did he go? And he was like, I almost <laughs> myself. <laughs> I did that almost every time, too. <laughs> it was tough, man. You got to get the morning out first, but it's... I mean, it's hard when you're not really awake. You yeah, know, you dude, get... this dude literally was like, yeah, he might have himself a little bit, but damn, he just sprinted out, came back, and finished it like a trooper. But oh god, I, I, I think like I wake up now, I'm like, god, my joints don't feel good. I wonder why. And then you're like, oh wait, oh, duh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> duh. <laughs> but, but oh jeez. It yeah, is. the uh, the key I found the key to doing stadiums fast was quit after your third year. No, no, well, yeah, that, but um, <laughs> no, it was going down. If you could go fast down the stairs, because everyone can go the same speed up them pretty much, but it's going down yeah. the stairs. If you can keep the same speed the entire time, if you can go two steps down at a time, that's how you really cut your times. That's when it gets your legs, though. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst going part. Going down is the worst part. Going up is like a little quad burn and some quad yeah. soreness the next day. Going down is the worst part. Down, you down. hit the calves, you get the knees just like beating each other. Yeah. If you fall down, maybe you have a little CTE on the way down. Like it is, it's not a good time. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> but, nice, man. I, yeah. I, I had a feel like that we'd have some interesting stories on that just because I knew what Clemson's pre preseason training was. So I was curious to see what your what your actual conditioning was like. So I'm glad it lived up to my hype. <laughs> it, it lived up to all the hype, unfortunately. But um, yeah, anyone with a fun, terrible tennis conditioning story, that's a good voicemail. So um, feel free to leave that in our voicemail box. What's the, uh, what's the number for that again? That number to call us at is 336-496-2869. Again, any any voicemails will uh, will be appreciated. I've gotten a few voicemails that have asked me for like straight up tennis tips and I, I can't help you, I'm sorry. If I <laughs> if I if I knew I would help, but I can't, so I won't. <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's this edition of What the Deuce. Uh, Trey, as always, thank you. No, and thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. And uh, we look forward to uh, catching up with everybody next time. Appreciate it. Yep.